And welcome back to the bridge. Uh, me and my co-host Zach are back at it again, uh, bringing another album review to you this uh, this week. A little earlier, we have moved a little bit later in the week. I think it just fits our schedules a little better. Um, so this week, I've actually been super excited to talk about this album, uh, mainly because I have a very um, tumultuous relationship with metal music, and this week we are covering a band called Pupil Slicer, very metal. Uh, and their debut album, uh, Mirrors. Uh, Zach, you suggested this. You've been kind of like waiting with bated breath to find the, the metal album that you wanted to bring to this podcast for us to talk about. Yeah, that's right. And there were some metal releases earlier in the year, and uh, they just weren't worthy of... Like, I knew that you had a complicated relationship with metal music, and so I needed it to be a very strong outing from a band mm -hmm. and just so happens it comes from pupil slicer who are uh releasing mirrors which is their debut release right right they, they i think they've done an uh, ep before this uh self-titled uh i think you mentioned they work with another band at some point as well yeah just minor work though this is their first full-length lp as a band Right, they they don't even have like a, a wiki or anything yet. They're, uh, I believe they're based in London, though. Can you confirm that for me? Yeah, that's right. I think um, Katie Davies. Yeah, so I'm pretty sure she comes from the south of England. I think she's from around the Brighton area somewhere. Relocated to London to go to school, and then yeah, the band has. Uh, I guess you could say a London band, but she is from the south of England. Uh, what I just mean is that this south is another. Yeah, what I just mean is uh, this is another one of those uh, English bands that we're covering. We've seen to do that a lot, but I think I want to defend that before anyone even steps on it. It's like, good music's going to come out of uh, London. We're going to cover it, you know. So if uh, if we are well, the... and you're also in Europe, and I think you have a little bit of a, a pulse on kind of like that European music. But you know, if this is a album, I got attention. It came from there. I don't, uh, you know, and that's all that's important to me. Well, honestly, uh, as far as covering music from the UK, the country has always been an embarrassment of riches when it comes to good music. Right. I mean, you know, the list of good acts, legendary acts that have come out of England is endless. Um, <laughs> but as far as why we picked this album, I had no idea that... I didn't know of the band until last week, but I was just on Bandcamp searching for something interesting hoping I'd find a diamond in the rough and I went to the metal section because as I said been eager to, eager to talk about a metal record and seeing that this album was trending and so went and checked it out and my mind was kind of blown yeah okay um that's interesting, that's interesting that that's where it came from um I, like I say there's not a wiki for them yet um so there's actually an article that I think I got some more base uh, knowledge from this band from um, a, a few things so just a quick note is that the, the creative brainchild uh, Kay Davies is classically trained in a violinist um, she hadn't really listened to extreme music I'll call it or like hard metal heavy heavy, heavy music heavy yeah. music until uh, later in her life um, but she's also got a some sort of degree of autism um, and she was bullied heavily probably because of her inability to uh, 
you know, read the room and her social skills, as you probably have seen in your own life with other people similar, similar degrees of autism. So that was immediately interesting to me to hear. And, and I think as we go, I think parts of the, the way that she constructs this music with her band kind of, kind of make a little, makes a little more sense to me when put through that lens. Um, but we'll get to that a little bit. I think what I want to start off with when talking about this album is I think I should um, give context for my taste in metal and why I'm so picky and where I am picky because I think um, with we, we have kind of like talked about it a little bit. I've, I kind of have a weird relationship with metal. I wouldn't call myself a metalhead. Uh, I don't listen to a lot of metal. There, there's just little pockets here and there of stuff that I've enjoyed Caligula's album. You did. Uh, go ahead. You didn't. You didn't grow up listening to any metal music in high school or anything like that. See, the metal I listened to was like new metal, like you know, Corn and Slipknot mm-hmm. and that kind of kind of pocket. It was never any of like the the straightforward death metal stuff. Like I didn't really I think, connect to that. Yeah, I think you know, with our generation who grew up with new metal when we were kids. A lot of us were introduced to metal through new metal, and then some of us continued to listen to metal music and developed a better palette and really got into the genre, and then others just gave up on it when they sort of realized, oh, well, a lot of this is crap. I did a weird in-between. I didn't really go deeper into metal, but I went deeper into rock, and I went mm-hmm. deeper into some more of these abstract uh, pockets. I probably went more into the punk and emo pocket than I did the metal pocket uh, or the post hardcore mm-hmm. scene and stuff like that. And then obviously I went and got into rap and stuff like too. So I have a, uh, I didn't really engage with a lot of the metal. Um, some of my strict turnoffs in metal uh, is I don't like blast beats. So that's, you know, right off the bat, like how do you go, how do you do death metal with it? Blast beats. Um, I don't like demon girl vocals, and mostly because I think it comes <laughs> off like so not pretentious but goofy. Like it, it's it's so intended to be menacing and dark, and like here's my vocals that sounds like a demon or something like that. And instead, all I picture is you know the guy in high school with his uh, battle vest and long greasy hair trying to do metal vocals in gym class and. And, you know, it just kind of it comes off goofy to me. It doesn't land in, like, a serious tone. It just takes the edge off the whole thing to me. Um, you find it gimmicky rather than atmospheric. Right, I do. Um, I don't like repetitive and droning guitars that you might see in some thrash outfits. You know, it just kind of, like, bleeds numb for me. Uh, and we, which kind of bleeds into my next point is I don't like music when it's so fast and brutal that it lacks... Uh, comprehensible shape and 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 something tangible to grab onto you know when it's like so much of a uh, barrage at you that it's hard to listen to it in any meaningful way to me so like grindcore grindcore is probably something i would struggle a lot with yes uh, and in fact i think some people would say there are parts of this album that are, are grindcore um those are my big issues when it comes with like that space and metal uh, I prefer like defined passages creative vocal deliveries I like pained vocals 
So there's this, this these two pockets of like that death metal vocal scale. One is that deep guttural, and one is more throaty and squealy. Uh, and I prefer the latter. It comes off more pained and emotion filled to me. Uh, I I would agree too, and maybe for a slightly different reason. Not that I terribly dislike the more gar- garbled and menacing demonic vocals which feature on this album very heavily but with the other style of vocals that you get in some death metal acts you can understand the lyrics a bit better and not that every metal band is writing you know deep and introspective lyrics but on this record the lyrics are quite introspective mm-hmm. and quite deep and but the but that's lost and i think unless you are someone who goes and looks up the lyrics um or you buy the actual record then there's going to be some great liner notes for you right but as you can't really get the the experience of the lyrical content through the vocals that they've chosen to go with um furthermore uh, i enjoy technical metal but i only like it when it's packaged neatly and very defined and has its own space uh, and doesn't get too chaotic. Um, I enjoy the aesthetic of metal, you know, bones, graveyards, and serial killers, you know, violence, gore, all that, you know, I'm fine with all that. Um, I just wanted to go into this and start with that up front and kind of get that out of way so the listeners understand that I'm trying to approach this in as objective as a way as I can, even though some of my comments and critiques may come from a subjective place, I'm trying to understand that there it might not be my pocket, but I will. I'm trying to find the merit and what I do enjoy in it, and how I think maybe other metalheads would would approach this. Also, usually we don't talk about albums before we sit down to listen to them. And this week, I think you cheated a little, Zach, because uh, we before we did this podcast, uh, me and Zach were part of a, a group on Facebook with a few of our friends and strangers that become friends, uh, just like suggesting albums every week. It's just an album club, you know, listening to music and talking about it and getting our points. It's kind of been a big practice, really, uh, for us to start this podcast. Is we were kind of doing this before, just not to an audience of any sort. Um, but usually we don't um, talk about the albums before we sit down and talk about it here. But this week you decided to put this album in the album club, which means uh, we've seen all of our comments and we kind of talked through some of our, our issues uh, going into this album. Um, why did you decide to do that? So for the, a lot of the reasons that you just explained where you really struggle with metal music, and this, this album is very intense metal record. And there's a couple of, I wouldn't say metal heads, but guys who have been listening to metal over the years in the in the group. And so I didn't want the podcast to be us not being able to understand each other mm-hmm. because we were pretty far apart as far as metal goes. Right. And so I thought if I put the put the album in the group, then yeah, okay, it's a bit. Of, it's a bit of cheating because we're going to be sharing our opinions and perspectives and opinions about the record prior to the podcast. But 
we also would be able to sort of use the thoughts and ideas of our friends to sort of be moderators so we can sort of come to a meeting on the minds here on the on the bridge it was actually a good idea um while when i first seen you do it i kind of chuckled and i was like okay uh, and i kind of wondered if maybe i shouldn't comment in the group or look in the group until after we recorded this episode um i found it to be a good opportunity to use other people's soundboards and kind of understand more because i don't know the metal genre very intimately and some of those people there were very versed in it and was able to definitely able to learn more about the genre and some discussions and some history and stuff like that through that through those discussions so i did think it was very helpful in helping me formulate my opinions and where i come from so i did appreciate it in the end even though i did i was kind of skeptical about your uh your cheating and I did. I didn't tell you that I was going to share it in the group before I did, and so I can. I, it didn't really occur to me how it could possibly. It was probably a bit of a surprise to you. Right, definitely was. But uh, I, I was just thinking of what my intention behind sharing it in the in the group was, and also this album is quite dense in the sense that it pulls from a lot of different subgenres within metal music. Right, yeah. and. I knew that though the not the expertise but the knowledge of a few of our friends in that group would really be able to round out some maybe more of the rough edges and blurred lines for for you and even for myself as well it's uh, I really started diving back into metal this week this album really got me excited about metal and I was going back and uh, listening to yeah different records from different parts of the genre um, so I think it's a good segue to get into what kind of genre is this album, would you say? So a lot of people, it's been being reported as being a mm, mathcore, grindcore, death metal record. Yes, uh, and I can definitely see some of those. Um, for people who aren't familiar with what that means, what is a, what's grindcore exactly? What are the elements of so, grindcore? So grindcore is essentially um, a subgenre of metal music that draws from hardcore, coming from hardcore punk, which you know has very short song lengths, usually you know sometimes even under a minute, but you know between the minute and a half and forty-five second range, thirty second range, some bands are crazy and make like fifteen-second songs. Um, but it's this very intense, loud, uh, aggressive thrashing of sound. And that's sort of taken from punk, from hardcore punk, and then placed within metal. And so it becomes sort of even more intense, more heavy, and especially with the sort of vocal deliveries that you see in a lot of of the louder metal music. Uh, Yeah, it can be quite intense. So mixing that with death metal, which has a lot of those blast beats and that a very characteristic uh, kind of mood and vocal style, as well as math, which is something I'm a little more a fan of, a little more uh, knowledgeable about. It's more along the, you know, the types of drum passages and how they fit into the song, and it's a very meticulous process that uses a lot of different time signatures. Um, so you you mix all that together, even though I think math core and grindcore kind of are like the opposites of each other 
Uh, well, they, I think they are kind of mixed well, and it add to a variety of songs throughout this album. Well, the whole math, the math core, which I haven't really experienced or encountered that term until now. I think you could generally describe it as the band using a grindcore song length format and then incorporating a bunch of different sequences of or movements within that tight time frame. Right. And so that's what makes it, it's it, it has the intensity of grindcore, but is math orientated because there are so many different sequences and movements within a short period of time. Uh, it's like a it's a compressed form of uh, yeah math rock, I guess. Right, right. I feel like a little math rock and metal combined. Uh, listening to this, I felt it was very akin to something like um, Protest the Hero. Uh, blood meat was uh definitely like a kind of the way that the technical aspects come into the songs and how they do little asides with time signatures stuff i heard a lot of like that protest in there i also heard a lot of code orange in their last album underneath from 2020 which uh i believe a lot of people in that that group really liked and i even was a fan of but not a big metalhead didn't end up in like my end of the year list or anything but if i was probably would have so those are kind of like more straightforward examples of, of the kind of like uh, sounds if you're more familiar with those those bands. Um, but going into the, also, so go ahead. Just to tag on to what bands you would compare compare them to, Protest Heroes definitely one I never thought of, and convert. Uh, sorry, um, Code Orange. I think the band's last record underneath. It has a lot of really cool production techniques that have been uh, that really distinguish it from from the pact, and that occurs on a couple of tracks on this record. I think the that Pupil Slicer drew some inspiration from yeah that record underneath, and also um, it's been reported that Katie Davies was quite influenced by Converge and specifically the iconic hardcore metal record Jane Doe. Right. You sent me a track to listen to and uh, get a kind of opinion on. Uh, would you like to know my opinion on that track that you sent me? Uh, well, yeah, sure. And maybe if you can give me your opinion and how it relates to some of the more hardcore tracks on this record. Um, the way okay, I gave it one listen. I'm not familiar with the, the band or album. Personally, you just sent me the one track. My immediate note was, I really like female death metal vocals. Um, I enjoyed the, the vocal on the album. It's very more squealy and, you know, in that range that I enjoy, which is also the kind of vocals that you will hear on this album. Uh, she does a very similar kind of uh, vocal delivery. Uh, besides yeah. that, and musically, it was just a... It's a wall of sound that hit me from beginning to end, and I don't know what was part of it. You know, uh, it was just way that, too much for me. Yeah, so that song is not necessarily definitive of that entire album, Jane Doe, because like some of the tracks on Mirrors, the the songs get more space and they they slow it down, and it's not so typically hardcore. Right. But they do they do go into that hardcore grindcore pocket and really 
lay it on with blast beats and just uh, unrelenting guitar riffs and vocals. Right. Um, there was like some movements of passages in the song, but like they cut, they came and came and went so quickly, uh, and then was re- uh, replaced by something else uh, in such a speed, and that I couldn't from when the song was over. It's like a minute and a half song. I don't know if I could tell you anything about the song. Is how I felt. Mm-hmm, yeah, there and was, so there was anything but, lingering about it. Would you say that that song certainly seems like it could have possibly, or that's that sound, could have played an influence on tracks like "Stabbing Spiders" or "Panic Defense" yes. on this record? Yes, most more more "Panic Defense" than "Stabbing Spiders," but yes, both of those tracks. Um, the let me give a little bit of context on this album. There's a it kind of goes it's kind of got parts to it um and so stabbing spiders and panic defense are the second and fourth track on the album uh and there are some of the more shorter tracks on the album as well they're the grindcore tracks uh, and probably where the definition of uh, grindcore gets introduced into the album's uh description and they're very quick they're very fast paced there are some like passages and in, in kind of like things going on but they they smash through so fast and and vehemently that they really just left very minimal impact on me as much as I would just skip by them on, on listens. Um, but yes, I can see how those are very compared. There's, I could see here the song that you sent me fits snugly onto this album. Yeah, and so I just wanted to sh- show you that tr- that track from that from that album, which is considered to be an iconic record within the heavy music genre, specifically within hardcore metal. I think that album came out in 2001 or 2003. I believe it was 2001. So, yeah, 2001, yeah, so quite, quite ahead of its time. And um, But, th- of course, Pupil Slicer, really influenced by this record, Jane Doe by Converge, I think. And uh, Katie Davies has said so. Right. And... Um, but they they do their own thing with it. They've really sort of captured a sound that is unique to them. Yes, there's a well. I'm not sure. I think there that this is. There's a lot of code orange here in my listening. Um, to be honest with you, um, a lot of code orange, and especially with some of the glitchy techniques and the the guitar and how it's like. Um, it's got a little sting to it that's like very electronic in, in nature. I, I couldn't really uh, find out what it is and how it's created, but it was the sound I first heard on Code Orange, and not being familiar with the mill genre, perhaps that's also from something else that I'm not aware of. I don't know how far the train goes, but I did hear a lot of Code Orange here, and like I said, that I, I would say this is very different in, in its own space from the uh, track you showed me and I guess your point that you're making um, convergence I would say that this is definitely its own thing from there because um, it does take those tracks like panic defense and stabbing spiders and they are like the track you sent me what was the name of the track you sent me sorry it's just it's the it's the first track on the record concubine it sounds like like concubine it sounds like a song that would fit into this this album per se but and I didn't listen to the whole Converge album, so it's hard. I might be talking about my ass a little bit. But there's more going on here than just what was in that track in that grindcore. 
because I believe there are a lot of influences, including the math influences, that really um, bring a, a more scope to the album. Uh, but I did think it was very similar to Code Orange. Whether that be good or bad, Code Orange was a very well-received album that even I enjoyed. So to be compared to that, I think it's not a bad thing. But in terms of saying it's its own brand new thing, I think I might disagree with you. I don't know. I think the band does more than what Code Orange does because they draw from a broader range of influences. And so when I think about Underneath, what really stuck out to me on that record was the sort of glitchy, futuristic type of production that was on that record and yet still remain like a have that sort of analog sound even though you know we're talking about electric guitars but it's uh, it still sounded like a metal record it didn't sound like it was everything went through a machine or anything but it had these glitchy moments which you also get on this record at times with tracks like martyrs and uh save the dream kill your friends right i would say it's but kind of industrial uh, yeah, okay, that's a probably cool way to uh, describe it, yeah. I guess you could also say, like, on that Code Orange record, they sort of use some soaring staccatos in the guitar riffs, and this record does that too. Um, but it does it in a way where it is it's more intense, I find, just because of the grindcore elements. And also because of the way that they're sequencing the songs and the sound is changing. So like from 20 seconds, 30 seconds, you know, there's almost a new movement every every time. And right. so it doesn't ever, ever really get caught in any sense of repetition. Um, depends on the track. I think some tracks are, are definitely um, what you're saying, uh, particularly some of the later tracks. Some of the earlier tracks, I think, do suffer a bit from from that, where well, it does feel like it's you, in, which... I would say Savage Spiders and Panic Defense, um, mostly, and some of the more short tracks mean, in the grindcore you know, tracks. St Stabbing Spiders is 48 seconds long. Right, and that's what I'm saying. Like, it's hard to have, like, even, like, there might be a movement or two in there, but, like, they don't last long enough or establish any sort of presence that they disappear is almost as quick as I hear them. And so those I would say that I disagree with you with, but you, those points I think are valid when you listen to th songs like uh, mirrors are more fun than television and collective unconscious and husk. And even the opening track like martyrs, all these I think are very valid in what you're saying there. But I think there are tracks on the album that do really feel well, like it just a little block of noise well i mean when you're doing a grindcore track like stabbing spotters mm -hmm. yeah you can't really do it's it's hard to you know you can only do so much with 48 seconds so yes it's sort of hard to establish a like a, a math core sound or a math rock sound which... but i think i think on a tighter track like save the dream kill your friends which is a minute and 43 seconds I think that is one of the more mathy tracks on the on the whole record, actually. Right. Uh, actually, that's an interesting thing I wanted to kind of get into. As you go through this track, and I mentioned there are these sh shorter grindcore tracks, uh, kind of like almost like every second or third track is like a, a grindcore track that's like a minute long that kind of divides some of the longer tracks. Um, 
usually I think I would call these like interlude tracks, but they're not really. They're, they're their own defined pocket. Uh, so the first two, you got a Stabbing Spiders and Panic Defense. Uh, after that, in the, the middle to later, I think vil Vilified, I think? Let me just quickly look at the... Vil vilified, yeah, is the next sort of very tight, hardcore track. Yeah. The 30. Then you get Interloc... I can pronounce that very well. Interlocutor. Interlocutor. And then the last one is Save the Dream, Kill Your Friends. It's, I think, the best of all of those was Save the Dream, Kill Your Friends. Because of what you just said, where there were more math elements brought in. It's a slightly longer track. It's uh, almost two minutes. And it, and it manages to have well-defined and, and, and compelling sections and movements within the song that isn't on some of the shorter versions uh, of those tracks that I just mentioned, like the first two. Like, uh, my kind of point with Stabbing Spiders and, and stuff like that, if you can't create a movement or have like such a defined uh, progress in a song, why, ma why make it 48 seconds? Why, why had the song there at all? Um, that's kind of where I'm coming from. Uh, like, I get, I know what you're saying. You can't do much in 48 seconds, but then on top of that, it's like, then why is it there? It's kind of well, my retort to that. They just, they, they want to make a hardcore song. Right. That's it, why. It, it is. And I, th and I think the album, like you were just saying, it sort of goes between these more longer math core songs where they ha have enough space to incorporate a bunch of different really intense sequences and then a track where it's just intense the whole time. Right. And, and it, it's it, very, very tight. It, it's those it's latter tracks I struggle with the most. Um, it's when they gave themselves some room and they really uh, played with some elements and stuff, I really enjoyed this album, to be honest with you. Uh, I enjoy Martyrs a lot. Uh, I enjoy Husk a lot. Uh, Wounds Upon My Skid I enjoyed a lot. And my favorite tracks were the 10th and 12th track, Mirrors Are, are Fun for More Than Television and Collective Unconscious. In fact, the last, those last two I just mentioned, uh, 10 and 12, I think were the absolute highlights of the album. Um, yeah, and and for when you when you say that, it just seems it seems to me, and those are good songs, and I agree with you. But it's just you prefer that variant of metal, right? That's 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 the metal that I enjoy. Those that pocket of metal that I kind of re referenced earlier. That's where that comes out to me, and that's where I was able to uh, hold on to the musical ideas and really listen to these tangible things. Whereas I feel like some of the shorter tracks, and, and this could be obviously subjective. Uh, and I guess obviously it is the whole podcast is subjective to a point, um, but I, you know I just don't see the point of these super sh short tracks. They they just go, they happen, they're over, and they don't accomplish too much. And I I find struggle to grip onto them and pull meaning and and out of them, except for Save the Dream, which I think uh, we just mentioned, which I think was the best of all of them. I I was impressed by how much math and, and movement they managed to fit into the, such a tight space actually i was yeah. really happy with that um seven spiders there is a element to that one that i did enjoy can i just uh Go ahead. you brought up the the end tracks and um those tracks to me uh mirrors are more fun than television and collective unconscious they obviously they get away from the 
grindcore elements, the more hardcore elements, I would say. Right. And did they sort of venture into this doom metal space and get become more sludgy? And you could compare them to, it's like uh, very similar to uh, like a Black Sabbath song, you know? They're right. more brooding and just sort of, they just sort of lay on you heavier, like, thought... a, like, a, like a wet blanket. Um, I don't want to jump around too much. Um, so maybe we should focus on these end tracks a little bit. Uh, coming to the smaller tracks and in, in kind of my uh, struggle with them, but it's the opposite it's the long tracks, which mirrors the seven minutes and collective unconscious is six and a half minutes that uh, I was actually kind of going into them and knowing that they were long tracks. I was actually really concerned. Um, I was scared. I didn't know if I could really, <laughs> I don't know if I could really listen, I... listen to these, uh, this long track for this long and like how relentless <laughs> it's going to be. Like, I was like, I don't know this is going to, this could be a problem for me. Um, but it was very <laughs> quickly. It's it's very quickly into them that it kind of turned around 100. percent It was like, oh, these are slowed down. This is like sludge and doom, and those yeah. are pockets of metal that uh, I'm way more uh, interested in, and in more that atmospheric kind of space um, where everything kind of has its and they, place. They, Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. And they they take away the really intense blast beats that occur on some some tracks. Right. I didn't notice that uh, which, at first. But I did you, after. <laughs> Yeah, and um, also some of the stronger tracks on this record, the ones that I like the best, and I like this record from top to bottom, but the ones that I like the best, like Wounds Upon My Skin especially, I think Wounds Upon My Skin is my favorite song, but La Pelle du Vide and Martyrs as well, they have a very defined bass uh, bass bass chords and bass riff, and mm -hmm. it's it's almost a little bit groovier. It sort of it 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 sort of holds the song together more, right? And it gives the it gives it more it gives it more body, more shape, versus just yeah, like the raw intensity of some of the louder and uh, erratic, chaotic tracks. Right. I I, I, thought, and, I found that uh, as well with the the longer tracks. I, I thought there was well defined bass and space for that. Um, yeah, I got a few notes written on some of these longer tracks. I'll, I'll just kind of go through them a little bit. There's a beastly. I don't know if you if you noted this in, in particular. And there's a lot of these throughout the album. So to, for to to mention something and expect you to know exactly what I'm talking about, it was, might be a little difficult. But there's a beastly drum transition at like around a minute thirty-five of mirrors that I, I really adored because the drums come up and they take center focus and they have their own little time signature that's really good. Um, Vocals, I'll, we'll spin back to that a little bit, a bit the vocals. Uh, there's a lot of movements in the song. Uh, they get a chance to breathe and I get to ingest them properly. The drums shine a lot, which is probably because there wasn't a lot of blast beats. <laughs> uh, I didn't notice that when I first listened, but then when I went back and listened to it again, I was like, they have some small sections of blast beats on the album, but I that's fine to me. I don't hate blast beats as a as an idea. I just usually hate how they're incorporated, where with a lot of re unrelenting uh, blast beats that kind of don't have a lot of structure to them. You know, they're just kind of like uh, rapid fire. But here, there was a lot of structure to them. They would come in and come out. Uh, the drums would have a lot more shape, and, and they'd move around and have more life to them that I really enjoyed on this track. Uh, Mirrors, again, is what I'm talking about. Uh, all the downtune guitars were, were good. The wailing, uh, I th actually, the downtune bass is what I meant. Um, 
and the wailing guitars I have a nice space and it builds and creates a head banging that like I can really get into and it really enjoy it it, it just kind of it just kind of emphasized to me kind of like what it was I did and didn't like and then going into the in collective unconscious uh, I I noticed that the they do a little bit of strumming on this that it isn't on a lot of the tracks but they do a little bit of strumming on this one and it sounded very tool inspired and maybe that's gent uh, again not good my 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 genre classifications but probably it was a gent uh, guitar passage but I kept on feeling like I was about to hear a Maynard jump into a chorus at some point but I was really enjoying those mm-hmm. as well uh, I enjoyed the rhythm at the beginning of the top of the blast beats because it was like going kind of like swaying up and down these these guitar passages and they're over top of blast beats but the the guitar gave me something to hold on to you know it gave me something uh to really dig into and i didn't didn't have to like rely on the drum passage here um every time every time uh yeah that was kind of like the shapes of these songs and like the sludgy nature and just kind of like really slowing down and and taking time to define what's going on and i uh I really enjoyed those tracks for the, for being able to do that, and for tracks I was scared of, they turned out to be my favorites. I really I like both those tracks, but I really have fond memories of the end. The way they end mirrors are more fun than television. It reminds me of like an old school '90s black metal song, like a Norwegian black metal song, where they used the fade out. And right. I think they fade into on this track, but they used to fade out, and you can just listen to the you can listen to the guitar riff fading out, and they they have a cool drum line that they're putting down, and uh, I really like that. It sort of it was like a little nod to Norwegian black metal, and I'm not sure how influenced uh, people in the UK are by Norwegian black metal because of the geographical proximity. Yeah, but, uh, uh, the end of years is probably one of my favorite. I like. It was like the two-minute ending of Tamir's is like probably my favorite part of the album. Yeah, it had like a it just it was like almost a little bit sad, you know. It had a bit of a melancholic atmosphere going on, and uh, I really liked that. It was it was a nice, especially when you look into the lyrics, which are kind of quite sad and introspective and whatnot. Uh, I thought the sound on on these songs were very necessary for the different types of palette of emotions that the album was trying to capture. So yeah, this, this album kind of has sections, I guess you can call uh, the end section where it's more math core, uh, even the shorter grind core track, save the dream, kill your friends, which is snugly placed between mirrors and collective is even more math orientated than the other ones. Uh, then you get some of these mid length songs that are well-defined and they, bring in a lot of different elements and they have their own passages uh, and they incorporate all the, the kind of like a little bit from A and a little bit of from C to create this kind of well-defined B. Uh, you, you'll, find, we, you'll find uh... that in Martyrs and Wounds Upon My Skin and then you have the slower tracks as well. So that's kind of how this album is structured. Um, well, why don't, why don't we talk about this first leg of the album? Um, I would say the first leg is from Martyrs to Panic Defense and uh, then with Husk it's sort of there's a shift. Sure, sure. Uh, we did kind of stuff in the back uh, forward, but I want to talk about the back end because uh, that was my favorite part of the album. But let's start with the beginning because I think the beginning of this album was my least favorite. Uh, and is probably the most controversial from what I've been seeing online. Like a lot of people are saying, uh, have been saying that 
and even some people who have reviewed the album, I haven't read reviews top to bottom, but I've just seen short summaries. And, uh, you know, people are, they like the intensity, but at the same time, like, it's it can be a bit much. Mm-hmm. And the album really starts off super fucking intense. Um, I, it's not even murders that's my problem. Uh, it's the compound of Stabbing Spiders and Panic Defense. And then yeah. Lapel does okay, but it kind of gets buried a little bit in there. Um, Martyrs starts off, and, and I actually enjoy Martyrs because I think in terms of a palette, and which I, I feel like most first tracks of an album should be, or could, it's well to use them as a palette. We're showing kind of like, this is what uh, the album is. You know, this is the sound you're kind of going to be hearing as you go throughout. And I think Martyrs did that extremely well. Uh, to really show, to explain what this album was going to be as you listen to it, even though there are surprises and, and changes as, as as goes, the soundscape is pretty well defined within Martyrs. It does a good job. Yeah, it's, it summarizes the main uh, musical thrusts and ideas that the band are, yeah, working in. Right. Um, how'd you find? How'd you feel about Martyrs uh, in your listens? Yeah, Martyrs is one of my favorite tracks, and I like how it starts. It's very creepy, and it doesn't kick off right away, you know? It sort of has, like, this short interlude at the beginning. And then when the music hits, it's just... It goes total hardcore right from the beginning. It's awesome. I forgot to mention that, actually. Actually, when I first put on this album, in the first 25 seconds of it was kind of like this ominous dead air, I was very happy. Uh, I was like, okay... This is good because, like, a, a, an album that's willing to create dead air, uh, even though it's kind of has an ominous tone to it, um, they're ringing out. Uh, I was like, okay, good. They're going to be aware of space. And that's what I thought when I first listened to this. Like, they're going to be aware of pacing and they're going to be aware of, like, the strength of stopping in a, in a metal record and giving, you know, giving the listener some breathing room. So that was the first thought I had when I started off with a 25-second um, pause. And to kind of build off this thought, they do do that really well in this album, actually, um, most of the time. There's a lot of pauses, and there's a lot of... Even when it's not like a complete silence pause, there will be the the drums and the gnashing guitars will kind of pull back a little bit, and you'll get a, a moment where um, Katie will just kind of like squeal these like, very pained and hurt uh, vocals over a little bit of uh, instrumentation in the background that I really enjoyed the, the, that and I believe that's in this yeah, track the, yeah that's uh, I like the vocals the best when they're like that Right. and uh, to speak about what you are saying about the sound a good, another good example about when they kill the music and just do this sort of ominous outro or intro is Wounds Upon My Skin, which is a longer track. And then the last 30 seconds of the track is a very similar ominous sound that you get on the intro of Martyrs. And then that goes into Interlocutor, which is a really intense song. But anyways, back to Martyrs. Right, right. So that was kind of, I enjoyed that. Uh, the glitchy effects hit. And I was like, that's immediately when I, I compared it to Code Orange. But I was like, I enjoyed those. I, I like that. And I'm like, I like that that's a sound that's growing. Because um, that's part of the this metal that's kind of new that I do enjoy. So I enjoyed when I heard the, the kind of like the glitchy nature of some of the guitars. And like the start-stop of a necessary that kind of adds uh, an aggression as well. Um, 
and I enjoyed when it went grimy and guttural and slowed down and and there was breaks in it and I I got all of that in Martyrs and so I was very optimistic for the rest of the album and then however we transition into Stabbing Spiders um, I didn't dislike Stabbing Spiders immediately um, because I didn't realize it was its own song <laughs> to be honest with you uh, <laughs> I thought this and Lapel were the same song now I have to go back and and kind of reference that article that we read um, because in there she talks a little bit about stabbing spiders and she kind of talks a lot about or at least in passing um, kind of for bullying and the point where she had to be homeschooled at some point and she seems to have this really complicated relationship with that tumultuous time in her life and very pained and, and probably went through a lot of stuff and stabbing spiders is the only song I actually read lyrically and it's a very volatile self-mutilation based track stabbing spiders as an allusion to cutting herself uh, it was very dark and intense and for a 48 second track lyrically i thought it was very compelling and added a, a great um, tone over it all and coming out of stabbing spiders and lapel begins uh, the only discernible lyrics i could pick out on this entire album was um, please tell me the stop i believe was the opening lyric in uh, lapel um or please tell me to stop let me just double check that so yeah it comes out of static spiders and you can hear this repeated mantra in lapel please tell me to stop please tell me to stop over these these guitar passages and, and everything is super intense and like gave me like goosebumps and i love that um so that was in my opinion the strong uh, strongest part of Stabbing Spiders was the lyrical content and how it transitioned into the following piece. Musically, was a dud for me. But for the um, positioning and lyrical positioning and how it uh, transitioned, I think that was very well done. And overall, uh, I'm not too critical of Stabbing Spiders uh, because of that ability to do that. But it does, it is kind of a meh track to me that only really came to life after reading the article and reading the lyrics which is something i didn't do for this album because honestly uh you can't understand anything in in death metal vocals if you can good for you maybe you've listened to them for anywhere but for me i can't understand any of the lyrics so usually i shrug the lyrics off and don't really pay attention to them in, in metal and i don't know if that's a common thing for metal heads and metal listeners is that something common for you I think it depends on the on the band. Uh, if like sometimes I'll read a Cannibal Corpse uh, lyrics just for the fun of it, you know. Right, and it's usually just um, gore and stuff like that. Yeah, I kind of have an idea yeah. of what I'm expecting when I read a, a metal lyric song. You know, it's either fighting death or uh, the apocalypse or something along those lines. You know, I don't usually expect to get anything very deep out of it. Um, but I did with Stabbing Spiders into Lapel, and so I took... There that was there was a lot of merit there for me. Yeah, so to re you've re referenced this article that appeared in Revolver several times. Is this the one you're talking about? Yeah, I believe so, yeah. That was the one I Yeah, uh, just, to, just in case people want to go read the article that he's been talking about. Right, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a it's good a... interview and a good article. I think it's, it's definitely worth uh, checking and listening to, or reading. Right? And... Okay, so there's two things I want to say. Um, musically, Stabbing Spiders, I think for me it wears a little thin. 
on repeated listens because this album I mentioned already has staccatos. There's a really there's a lot of staccatos on this song more so than any other track on the on the record, and it really to me it creates this sound of the with the way the band does it so fast creates this uh, sort of sound of trauma. It reminds me of like uh, emer- like emergency uh, an emergency alarm like an ambulance or something almost sure, you know like yeah. it's evocative of that type of sound. Sure. And I think it reflects the lyrical content of the song. If you go to a track like Panic Defense to bridge this connection between lyrical content and sound, Panic Defense is really one of the, I would say, loudest, chaotic, and punishing songs musically on the record. And the lyrics are the only lyrics I went in and read specifically, and the lyrics are about um, sexual assault and the psychological effects it has on the victim. Uh, was that pa- and so panic I, defense you're saying? Yeah, panic defense. Okay. And so I think the I think the intensity of the music is, reflects the intensity and conflicted emotions of the narrator in that song. Right. With the with the type of vocal style, um, maybe we should take a time take a, a side here to talk about her vocal style a little bit, um, because it comes off so pained. Uh, maybe because. Uh, the female she is a female lead and it's kind of natural with that kind of performance um but that pained emotion with the vocals uh really leads into a more how would i put this a, a more emotionally drenched album in terms of expressing pain through you know kind of that metal lens of like you know harsh sounds and relentless uh, builds and, and peaks. It kind of goes along with her voice really well and, and, and the tone that she's trying to give off and with the lyrics that she's writing uh, as, as you're pointing out. Uh, it all kind of pulls into a nice little packet. And you earlier when I mentioned her singing voice, you compared it to that guttural I think I maybe I misunderstood you, but you were saying that that was on this album, the guttural kind of demon demon vocals that I didn't like. I would disagree with you. This is the more squealy, yelpy um, side of that that I do enjoy. So I actually didn't have a lot of issues with the with the vocals on this album outside of not really understanding what's being said. Um, well, that's the thing. They're garbled. They're too. You can't. I mean, uh, you were, you've been referencing how uh, you think it's interesting that she's a female vocalist. I listened to the record before I looked up the band. I thought it was a guy doing the vocals until right. I until I looked up the band. Now I knew, and even go ahead. Even when I was reading the lyrics to Panic Defense, I did so while listening to the song to see if I could follow the lyrics. And at times, I just I totally lost the lyrics in the in the vocal performance. I could follow along, but then I'd lose it, and then you could pick it back up again. But it's just. Which is kind yes. of that's kind of what I think is inherent with the genre. It's why I think like lyrics are kind of not important. Um, even though, um, alternatively, when I did look at the lyrics for Stabbing Spiders, it added to the emotion of the track and it made me enjoy it more. But it's kind of like this uh, weird situation where it's uh, they 
clearly unintelligible of any lyrics on this album and was a miracle that I understood the beginning to lapel at all, but that was a little more clear than the other stuff. Um, I just take that, I just accept that with the genre. And so uh, I don't like the sound and how it sounds when they do that guttural demon male kind of focus, uh, vocals that you might hear. Um, but the sound of the more squealy, uh, emotionally tense uh, performance, even though they're both, you know, not going to understand lyrics. I prefer the latter than the former. And so the latter is what's on this album. Even though the former does occur, there are some backup vocals from her other bandmates. Um, that, But it's harmonized, actually. Um, and I believe it might even be harmonized on the next track, Husk. Um, but there, there's these instances where they harmonize the kind that I don't like with the kind I do like. And they even harmonize it sometimes with more spoken uh, performances, but they're still kind of garbled. Are you are you talking about like the backup vocals and the? Yeah, lead? they they harmonize like her lead uh, squeal kind of vocals, but the backup lyricist. Uh, I'm not sure if that's who in the band is that that is, but they'll usually harmonize it. So they'll put one over on top of each other, and it actually sounds pretty cool. Like I don't yeah. I don't mind that 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 kind of vocals I don't generally like. But when it's kind of accompanied with this other kind and it's on top of each other, uh, I actually th- I enjoyed it. I enjoyed how it came out and and it sounded. Yeah, I th- yeah, I think it was pretty cool too. I I like those moments on the record. When I wish I hope in the future more of these backup uh, more of these backup vocals. And there are some sections on songs like you were saying where they they turn the volume of the of the mic or the vocals way down but they so it sort of sounds like it's being sung from a distance mm-hmm. but they they do actually do a bit of singing sort of spoken vocal uh, performance which i which i also like and it, especially where i I, uh, I, sh- the... I struggle with the word spoken it's not quite spoken but they're probably a little more t- understandable compared to the other lyrics I, i'll just clarify yeah, that it, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know how else you would describe it. Right, but, right, um, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I would like to see some more of this type of vocal performance on future records. If the lyrics are going to be such a fundamental part of the of the album experience, right? Because I think it would get me more interested in in the record. That being said, in the in the lyrics, or not the record. That being said, if I bought the if I bought the record and had the liner notes, then yeah, I mean, that's different. But just as far as being able to access the lyrics through the music, I think the I think it's a case of where the conventions of the genre get in the way of the you know attention and care that she put into the into the lyrics. Right, I think she actually uh, does put it, like some work into these lyrics and there's a lot of like personal emotional commentary going on there but you know i could go through and i could listen uh, not listen i could go through and read uh what she said and get merit from that and maybe that'll improve my listening experiences going forward but as just a as a piece from like being at the end of an album those lyrics are hard to 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 engage with yeah and i mean it's a sort of like uh you know uh you gotta weigh what do you want to what do you want people to be able to hear the lyrics better or do you want to give up that atmospheric uh death metal sound that is sort of you know integral to the type of mood that the band is creating so 
I think, you know, it's just a, it was an artistic choice on behalf of the band. Absolutely. And I think a lot of fans of this kind of music are fine with that artistic choice. Yeah. Uh, They, they don't mind. They, the, the voice is more of another instrument to deliver the means, right? Uh, The lyrics, in my opinion, listening to this music, I find it difficult to say that lyrics matter. And I don't know if you disagree with me there, but I feel like if there was liner notes or not for this album, I don't think that would change my uh, my opinion on it. Well, the I don't know I don't know if I would say that. Like um, you know, some bands, especially some metal bands, they'll deal with political themes. I know, especially here in Germany, there's a lot of bands who deal with uh, you know themes relating or relating to the wars that happened in Europe during the 20th century, and put some time and care into the lyrics. Um, so. To say that they don't matter in the genre, I wouldn't go so far as to say that, though overwhelmingly, you know, I don't think the main thrust of metal music in particular is, you know, introspective and poetic style lyrics. Right. So, but for but for some groups, it's important. Right. So you were mentioning Husk a few times and how you felt the album changed a little bit here. So what was what was it that you wanted to talk about there? This is the first time that I think they introduced some of the more sludgier doom style elements that you'll see on the back end of the record. Absolutely, absolutely, I agree with that one hundred percent. And it should yeah, be of no surprise that when writing notes for here, uh, I commented on how I liked this song because it had more space and and kind of created more uh, emphasis on its movements and the drums were really nice. It's like kind of repetitive, kind of what I liked about the the later tracks, but I found it in Husk first. Yeah, and so I would say the first four tracks, they don't really, they don't take the time to, if they do slow it down on Martyrs or Lapel, they, uh, they, when, when they pick it back up, it's really in your face again. Right. It's, Whereas it's a, on it's start, Husk, stop. Yeah, yeah, it's start, stop, yeah. It's very sort of like uh, jarring in that sense. Mm-hmm. But um, on Husk, they, it, it starts off like a pretty intense song, and then they sort of have this bridge section where everything dies down. But then when they they uh, do a reprise, they introduce a, a Doom-style element, and there's this really heavy uh, drop-D bass, and the drums are not so fast, and the vocals are still very uh, very growly and whatnot. But, uh, yeah, consistent. But yeah, it's a, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, 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 it's definitely a track that is distinguished from the first leg of the album, these first four tracks. Right. And draws back on the intensity a little bit. This was probably the first... I like Murder, so I shouldn't say that. But this is probably the point in the album, uh, after getting past the opening, that I was actually like kind of enjoying this track a lot. Because I, I do... Again, I enjoy those sludgier doom elements in, in metal. Um, so hearing them here, I was uh, no surprise that I was a fan of it. And it is kind of the first time in the album that they do that. Uh, and they kind of pull back away from that later, and it comes back again in, in the later tracks. Uh, but it is kind yeah. of an interesting start to like the middle of the album. Yeah, if I was going to... I find I, my interpretation of the album is that it's more or less broken up into three parts. Uh, the first four tracks, then we get Husk, and then Husk is almost like... It, it's like a separator. It separates the... It sort of stands alone on its own Mm -hmm. but it separates two parts of the album Mm -hmm. and then you get vilified worthless and wounds upon my skin and interlocutor and 
an another pretty intense section of the of the record, but Wounds Upon My Skin is really uh, probably I would say the best track, at least for me on the record. It really does a lot and incorporates a lot and has enough enough. To, it does ever all the best elements of the record occur on this on this track, mm -hmm. and then you and then the last four tracks, Interlocutor Mirrors, are more fun. Save the Dream, Collective Unconscious, are sort of the mixture of grindcore and doom metal. Right, right. So there are like, interesting. It's an interestingly paced album, honestly. Yeah, and I do appreciate that they do take time to stop and take a breather and deliver, you know, more sludgy tracks uh, on, on top of some of these more grindcore tracks. Uh, that really helped it become more digestible to me. Yeah, I when I first listened to the record, like the first couple times, that when when you go back to the first time I listened to it, I was like, "Wow, this is uh, this is this album's nuts. It's super intense." And then when I look into listen to it the second time, that first little short marathon that they have at the beginning of the album, I was like, "Man, that is it's a it's a lot, you know." And mm -hmm. then I was thinking, you know, it would be cool if maybe why did they decide to put two of the longest tracks in the last three in the last three songs of the track list. Why didn't they just take one of these songs and put them up in this, up in this uh, first leg of the, of the album to sort of split up the intensity a bit. But after listening to it a couple more times since then, the album certainly has a, it has a progression. It has a flow that right. I think logically lands at the conclusion of having these longer, slower tracks towards the end. Right, I agree with that as well. I would, I think they're placed well at the end, honestly. Yeah. Um, is there anything else about this album you want to talk about before I kind of get into my highlights and weaknesses, I guess? Uh, no, that's uh, I don't have too much more to say about the record, actually. Sure. So uh, if you have anything of note you want to mention? Uh, I just wanted to kind of like give it the, the kind of like the jot note version of like what I thought were the strengths of the album and what I didn't like about the album. So the highlights to me uh, were, were when there were very well-defined movements within a song, uh, not just a relentless banging, uh, banger. Uh, there's maturity at times and opting for compelling song structure over relentless sound. And that's where I, I note that Huss does that really well, and so do the later tracks. Uh, I really enjoy the mathematical drum passages. I like the accented guitars, glitchy production, the vocal harmonies are all... Uh, highlights to me uh, some of the pacing is really well uh, even though I do get fatigued listening to this album because it is still relentless even though there are slow passages I, I struggle to listen to a lot of the album in one go I would usually and, listen and to a few songs at a time just to interject this album I also part of the reason I chose it was because it's a math record I know you like math records mm -hmm. and it comes in at that you know, tight, sweet Brandon sweet spot at 37 minutes. Right. And I do, I, in terms of the length of the album, I have no problem with it. Um, it's just me and my personal listening. I had to take it step by step because of how much was coming at me at once. And for me to digest the tracks, I kind of had to repeat listens a few times over and over and try and get out of the track what I want to get out of it, which was difficult in the beginning of the album, which led to some slow starts for me. Um, which would kind of transition into some of my weaknesses where I think the album opts for a chaotic mess sometimes 
that lacks any tangible element to hold on to. There's definitely certain passages in, in the album that are just too much and just shapeless in, in kind of a way that's just like uh, just a barrage. Um, blast beats and the shredding guitars come at you in such speed. Uh, even though there's like some mathematical elements, they kind of like are hard to differentiate and like pull apart because of the pacing. Um, it felt like a little bit of too many cooks in the kitchen went like, like she, there's this technical aspect and there's a lot of different places that they're pulling from, uh, that sometimes it kind of made some of the sections of the album come off messy, uh, and not well-defined as well as some other parts of the album. Um, I think maybe I just don't like grindcore and I, you're going to have to understand some of my critiques are probably surrounding those elements of the album. More of the genre than necessarily the band's execution of the right, of that right. genre. Exactly, exactly. So if you're someone who's into grindcore, the things I'm I'm, I'm having an issue with is probably going to slide right off your back. You're not gonna you're not gonna care. But these are just some things I came with. Um, I kind of said to myself after this album was over, and I was kind of commenting on kind of what was I was able to grab a hold of during the onslaught. It's like, what did I remember when the album was over? Like, what were the parts of the thing that stayed with me? And I, the parts that stayed with me were like those uh, pauses in, in the tracks where Katie will come in and deliver these really pained vocals and sludgy guitars are behind her and the drum passages have their little mass signature. Those stayed with me. Uh, I enjoyed some of the, trans the transition from... Stabbing Spiders to Lapel, that stay with me. The glitchy effects stay with me. Um, those are kind of like the the passages in, in the later tracks and the longer tracks stay with me. And that's kind of like what, going through the album, that's the, the pillars that I thought uh, incorporated my listenings. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think the album's really well shaped because for all the things that you really like about the album, I think they lose some of their impact if you take away the intense grindcore elements, and then the album become it wouldn't become it wouldn't become conventional, but it would lose a little it would lose that intensity that makes it special. Right. So, uh, but and, and that's just me. What are your concluding um, thoughts on the album? I mean, uh, I think I've sort of de described what I what I think of the album. The biggest, if I had any critiques of the album, is I would just, I really like the bassline on "Wounds Upon My Skin," and there's other basslines that occur on some of these really math-oriented songs that come in at that sort of three and a half, four-minute mark, and. I, I really hope that on the next album, because there's some really great lead guitar riffs here, but those bass lines, man, they are just so good when the bass sort of takes the focal point a little bit over the lead guitar. Right. And I would, and maybe I, I just really like the bass guitar and I would like to see her do some cooler, uh, or just put a, a greater emphasis, a greater focus on, uh, on creating some great music or writing some great, riffs for the bass because I think those are some of my favorite moments on the song. Okay. Uh, not that not that it's a critique, it's just I really hope there's more bass because I think it's great. Sure. And uh, you know, I can't really think of anything to say I would want for them to improve on. The only thing that 
I'm a little bit lukewarm on is the vocals. Okay. Um, I, I don't I don't dislike them, and they they achieve the atmospheric mood that I want when I go to a, go to a metal album. And she does have some songs where she sort of just does these monstrous growls at the end of the songs when the music dies. I think those are really cool. Yeah, I just, uh, you know, I can't sing the praises for this album enough, really. I think it's one of the more exciting metal records to come out in uh, the last little while. And in fact, uh, I've seen that it's trending uh, on Rate My Music as being within the top seven uh, best releases of this year, according to the ratings on that site. So sure, sure. props to the band. So I think we're probably going to agree on what we think the toe-in song would be for this album. I would say Husk. Uh, I would say "Wounds Upon My Skin." Personally, I think okay. that's the strongest song on the on the track. Or even "Martyrs" is really good. Right. But you know, "Husk" is not a bad choice either. Okay. I think you'll get uh, maybe it'll give you a great uh, an insight into what the part of the album you like the most is, which is towards the end, these longer, sludgier tracks. Right. Yeah. Well, those those are representative of the stuff that I really like. I don't know if it's maybe encompassing of the whole album, but I would definitely suggest when those later tracks probably "Mirrors." specifically uh that was probably my favorite of the two mm-hmm. yeah yeah i really i really like that song and actually save the dream kill your friends that wouldn't be a bad toe-in song either because uh you'll get uh, you'll get the you'll get more grindcore out of that out of that uh song but it's it, it's really the song that is the most math core-ish i right. guess you would say yeah it's 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 got the uh the pacing of grindcore and the uh presentation of math you know yeah the, the density of math yeah right uh so what do you uh what do you rate rating this album this week oh man you know one thing i will say about this record is they, uh, they kill it they really do and it's a debut record it's such a strong debut release but i also can't help but feel a little bit especially with this super intense beginning these super intense four four tracks that it's like a band that is they're they're so young and they're so full of ideas and energy and they're just trying to they're doing everything at once mm-hmm. and uh i did get that a little bit and uh but i think at the end of the day i'm going to have to go with a 9 on this record i just like it too much like you were saying, uh, you were having trouble getting started with the record and having to listen to it in sections. I find when I put the record on, I can't. I, I just I, I got to listen to it all the way through. Okay. Um, before I give my rating, please keep in mind uh, I'm not a metalhead. You know, this is me trying like to step myself into the genre and really get and understand the genre and find the parts of it that I do enjoy. Uh, I'm sure there's people out there who are like me, who have similar. Uh, sound palettes that would find similar critiques this was a seven for me um seven maybe an eight uh i there's the parts that i really liked were up there in the nines for me like those last few tracks are like really really good that would land in the nines for me didn't really appreciate all, uh, some of the shorter chaotic stuff it kind of brings it down for me a little bit of a, a scatter plot at some points uh, so somewhere in the range from seven to eight uh, i don't feel too confident in like i guess 7.5 if we're going to do that but i don't feel super confident in one number over the other it, it's a, it's a seven it sounds to me like you're giving it a 7.4 yeah like you wouldn't you wouldn't be ever to, able to lean to an eight right and and i want people to understand that there is a subjective 
component to this just because it's not quite my thing even though I did find lots of here to enjoy and I guess that says a lot that for someone who does struggle with metal to find and really do enjoy some of these tracks here that it does accomplish a lot in doing that um, so keep that in mind with my score you know if you're more of a metalhead and you're experienced with the genre uh, you probably might enjoy this more than me yeah and it's a it's a metal album that is going into some of the more intense subgenres of heavy music and so um, but like you said and I think it's a testament to the spectrum of sound and the spectrum of genres that the band works with within the you know metal within metal music that there's there's something for a lot of different fans of metal on this one record right there is definitely like a lot you can find something on here that you would definitely enjoy if you do enjoy metal in some capacity like i did um maybe not the whole thing as an encompassing piece i think you would have to be uh excited and interested in all the elements that they bring forward to, for that to connect with you. But you'll find something. Absolutely. I, 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 I could say that with utmost confidence. Yeah. So, uh, pupil slicer and the name of the band too, by the way, it comes from, uh, this surreal movie, super famous surrealist movie called an Andalusian dog, which was directed by famous Spanish film director, Louis Bunnell. And you've probably heard of the painter Sal Salvador Dali before. Yes. But, uh, okay, yeah, so they made a really famous surrealist film in 1925, I think. And in that movie, there's a scene where there's this really intense close-up, and a person has their eyelid pulled back and a razor blade pulled across their pupil, and you see the pupil open. Yeah, okay, lovely. And so, yeah, so that's uh, where the band gets its violent name, I just Pupil Slicer. Everyone who cringed just then, I also cringed, so we can, we can share on that. Yeah, type in Andalusian dog on Google and go into the images. You're bound to see it. Or don't. Uh, you know, I'll leave that up to you. <laughs> yeah, it would maybe be a good uh, background picture for people's uh, desktop. Yeah, okay, sure. There's a, a bunch of tracks get released today. Say we record on Friday for anyone wondering. Uh, so I'll probably go listen to a bunch of stuff. I had listened to a bunch of tracks and I just shared it on my Facebook for anyone who's seen it. Uh, stuff that I'm kind of looking forward to, you know, some tracks that came out that I liked that might direct some of my future suggestions for a for a review. But uh, depends on what came out. I'll have a look through. And uh, I just want to give a shout out since we're this is our first metal podcast. Um, you know the band Panopticon because I've introduced to them to you before a couple of years ago now. Mm -hmm. But uh, I've been waiting eagerly for his new release, and uh, he's a essentially a one-man act who's the creative genius of the band Panopticon and he's from Kentucky but I think he's based out of Minnesota now and uh, anyways he's releasing his new LP on in on May 15th of this year okay. and so it's been a couple of years in the making and apparently it's described as one of his heaviest yet melancholic records to date so looking forward to that Panopticon all right well i'll see everyone next week thanks for uh listening and oh by the way if you're a metalhead and you hated everything that came out of my mouth today all right I pre that's whatever that's all i could do i'm sorry hey man you gave the record a seven i mean uh i did my best a, well i mean you recognize that it's a 
it's it's a this is this is good music. Yes, this is good. If you're if you're a metalhead, I think this is definitely something you'll enjoy. Uh, that's a hundred percent. And uh, yeah, so People Slicer are a new band too, by the way. So uh, before we go, go give the band uh, a listen on Spotify, whatever uh, Bandcamp, maybe maybe better platform. If essentially since they're just starting out, and uh, who knows, uh, pick up the record if it's possible for you. If you're in the UK or Europe, I know international shipping costs are a huge pain in the ass right now for bands and so it's uh, really important for us to get out and try to support them as much as we can right right and uh remember to subscribe follow uh give us everything all the likes a share i really appreciate it